Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur and mom of two. As women, we are so much more than just one thing. We're wives, moms, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers with goals and ambition. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from juggling family, work, and fun to making your dreams a reality through simple, effective marketing strategies, all designed specifically for the busy mom who doesn't have a lot of extra time. So whether you're just getting started or already have an established business, there's something here for you. If you're ready to take on the challenge of becoming your own boss and making your dreams a reality, then let's get started because this girl means business. We have reached 200 episodes of the Girl Means Business podcast. That is so crazy. And I'm so excited that you are here to celebrate it with me. And I'm currently throwing at you some virtual confetti to help me celebrate because this is a big deal and it seems silly. And when I hear other people, other podcasts I listen to, like, talking about, you know, episode 227. I'm like, wow, that's so many episodes. And then I realized that like, wait, I'm at 200. Like, it's just, it's kind of mind blowing. And if I want to pause and I want to acknowledge this moment, because I tell all of you in the past, I've said, I want you to acknowledge your success, little, small, big, huge, whatever it is. I want you to acknowledge those things because we tend to just blow past them and move on to the next milestone. But I don't want to do that with this. I want to take a moment and say, first of all, thank you. I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this, but thank you for being here. Thank you for believing in this the show, for believing in me and for supporting me in all the ways that y'all have supported me with messages and reviews and comments and emails and all the things it means the world to me. Um, if you had told me back in 2019 when I was sitting in my closet recording these episodes that I would be where I am right now, that I would have 200 episodes, that I would have an incredible client, you know, fan base, people that reach out to me and say the nicest things and have met so many incredible women who are just doing such amazing things that have shared their stories here on the show or that I'd be speaking on stages at podcast events or that this show would be in the top two and a half percent of business podcasts globally. I would have completely laughed in your face because that's never something that I was striving for. My whole goal with this show was just to share value and to help other people achieve success and find their passion and their purpose through business and entrepreneurship. And it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. And so I just want to say thank you and take a moment to acknowledge how big this moment is for me, even though normally I would probably just blow right by it. And so this is a testament of how much this, this show has helped me to grow and to take my own advice because it's easy to give it. It's not as easy to have it given back to you and go, well, you know, listen to your own advice sometimes. So this is me listening to my own advice and getting emotional on the show. And I'm very sorry, but it just hit me like, how amazing this really is and how all of you are. So thank you so much for being here. Okay, let's get away from the emotional and back to the celebrating. 
This is really exciting. It's episode 200. I have a really fun topic for us to talk about today, and I want you to celebrate with me. So I'm sending you virtual confetti through your speakers to help celebrate. And the great thing about virtual confetti is you don't have to clean it up. It is mess-free, stress-free confetti, which leads perfectly into our topic for today about decluttering. And not just decluttering your house and your home and all the things, it's decluttering our businesses. Now I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit and give you a peek into how these episodes kind of come to be. A lot of times I get ideas in the most random places. Now, sometimes it's listening to other podcasts or reading a book or things like that, but sometimes it's just a random song on a radio gives me an idea or a conversation I'm having with someone or watching a TV show, or in this case, it was my post-holiday craze of getting my house back to feeling like it was my house again. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the holidays. I really do. But there's something really satisfying about putting everything back away when the holidays are over, taking down the decorations, putting the boxes back in the attic. And this year I went a step further and I was like, you know what? The house is clear of holiday decorations. However, I just need my house to feel like it's in order. So the week after Christmas or after New Year's, I really was like, I need to just declutter my house. I started with the kitchen, the bathrooms, the kids' closets, the living room cabinets and bookshelves, our bedroom, and then I tackled what I call my Monica closet, which if you are a Friends fan, it is the office in my closet, which is similar to the office in Monica's apartment from Friends that like nobody goes into because it's just her mess. The office closet is the catch-all for all the things we don't have a home for in our house. And I was like, I'm determined to tackle that dang closet, get it cleaned up and organized. And let me tell you, the feeling once that was done was glorious. It was amazing. I threw a bunch of things out. I donated a bunch of stuff. I was able to like find things I didn't even know that I had. And that is what I want us to do right now, but for our business. So I've decluttered everything in my house. Now it's time for us to take a look at our business because a lot of times our business kind of becomes a catch-all for these things that we accumulate, whether it's emails or courses we've purchased and never actually did anything with or subscriptions we've signed up for. It's time for us to take a look at our business and go, okay, where can we start to clear out the clutter so that we can focus on the things that really matter. I don't know if y'all remember the Netflix, you know, Marie Kondo craze. I don't even remember when that came out, but I loved it. I loved watching her help people really disseminate between, discriminate, disseminate, whatever, between things that are bringing your life joy and value and things that are just taking up space for the sake of taking up space. And then add on to that, I've also become obsessed with, you know, the home edit and all these you know, organizational accounts on Instagram. It's just one of those things that makes my soul feel good to watch something go from cluttered and chaotic to simple and clear and organized. And that's exactly what I want to help you do with your business. I want to be the Marie Kondo to your business. That's going to help you go, okay, this is serving my business. It can stay 
or you know what, this is no longer serving my business or it doesn't have a place here anymore, so I'm going to be thankful for it and let it go. My goal with this episode is I want to give you some steps to take to help you start decluttering your business. And the first thing I want you to do is you can listen through to this episode and then come back later and do these steps when you have time. But I want you to really take note of the things I'm telling you to do because this is an actionable episode. This is not just something I want you to listen to and go, okay, I'll do that at some point. I really want you to take the time to do these steps so that you can start to feel like you are clearing out the clutter in your business so you can focus on what actually is working and what actually matters. So the first thing I want you to do is do an audit of your business. And this can look like a lot of different steps or a lot of different things that you're going to do. But overall, you are looking back at your business. You're taking a step away and going, okay, like a bird's eye view, what has worked and what is starting to feel overwhelming? So this is where I like, and I'm not big on journaling, but this is where I start to journal. I just kind of start writing things out like, okay, for me, you know, my inbox was feeling really overwhelming. And I was like, I feel like things get lost. I don't respond to things right away because I see them, I read them. And then I, if I don't respond, they I forget about them and I don't know how to have a system there. So email kind of went into the, the section or the column of it feels overwhelming. Whereas, you know, maybe like my physical office space, it didn't because I kept it clean and organized. Or my client um, workflow, that felt like I had control of that. So that went into the side of the column of this feels like it's working for me. And so once you kind of go through these different parts of your business and you go, okay, this is working, this is not working, I want you to start looking at the things that are not working and figure out what you can do to either remove them or release them from your business hand them over to somebody else, outsource it in some way, or say, do I really need this? And so once you do that audit, we're going to kind of go through some of the other ways you can take those things that might be on your audit and really help to uh, create a sense of this is actually working now. So for a lot of us, one of the things that is a huge overwhelming, which I said earlier for me was, was your inbox. Now I use, I use Gmail for my email. And so I just, you know, I get emails and I'm on a lot of email lists because I like to see what other people are doing. And it felt very cluttered and it felt very overwhelming. And I'm someone who like, I can't have that red number on my phone or on my inbox where it's like, you have this many emails. Over New Year's, we were with some friends and I saw one of them on his phone. He had like 7,000 unread emails. And I was like, nope, I would have to throw the phone away or delete or do something. I can't, that gives me so much anxiety. And so for me, I like to have a cleaned up inbox. And when I didn't have that in my business, it was a definite source of stress. So what I've done is I create little folders, or I think they call them labels, and I create a folder or a label for everything that comes into my inbox. So if I'm going to get more than one email from something or someone, it is going to get a label. Because as soon as it comes in, if it is if it is done, if I have checked it off and been like, I've read this, I've responded to it, or I've, I've taken note of it, and I move it to that box. If it is in my actual inbox, then that tells me it needs my attention of some kind. So I have a label for, you know, 
marketing emails or I have a label for uh, my sales coach. When I'm working with her, her emails go into a label. I have a label for clients that work with me. I have a label for you know emails that I get coming from you know students in my inbox insider course. I have labels for every single thing. And so again, that helps my brain go, okay, if once it's been moved to that section of my of my email, it is kind of done. It's just there for me to have access to in the future if I need to or to refer back to it. But it's it's checked off my list. I don't have to worry about it anymore. If it is physically in my inbox, it needs my attention. And visually, I'm able to really see when I log into my email, I can go through and be like, move this here, move this here. Okay, save that. I'm not deleting that or moving that yet because it still needs my attention. I can either mark it unread or I can leave it, you know, read, but it's the only thing in my inbox. So when I actually go to clean out my emails or to respond to emails, I know exactly which ones need my attention and anything else has been moved into a folder or, or deleted. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. The next thing I want you to really look at are your subscriptions or your apps or programs that you've signed up for. This can kind of cover a wide variety of things. So let's break it down into pieces. So the first thing are newsletters or email lists that you subscribe to, going back to the idea of cleaning up your inbox. I am guilty of this where I will get emails and I'm really guilty of this in my like personal email because my work email, I tend to keep pretty clutter free, but in my personal email, I will get an email from an email list that I'm on probably 20 times and I will delete it every single time and I'll be annoyed that it's in my inbox every single time, but I won't take the time to actually scroll down and click unsubscribe, which is dumb because it takes like 10 seconds. But for whatever reason, it, I don't I don't do it. And so I have to set aside time to go, you know what? I'm going to clean up my inbox today. I'm going to go through all of these subscriptions that I'm part of and I'm going to unsubscribe from the ones that don't serve me or that are no longer something I'm interested in because maybe it's something you signed up for months ago and now you're like, you know what? It's really not serving my business or I'm not utilizing the content or the information the way that I thought I would go ahead and unsubscribe from it. Now, side note, don't unsubscribe from mine. Those are good emails, but everybody else's, you can unsubscribe from those. The next one are apps or 
you know, platforms, things you've signed up for. We tend to do this a lot, especially if it's a very low cost item or a free item and we sign up for it. It might be, you know, an app we downloaded. It might be a program we signed up for, um, that we thought we were going to use in our business. And now we're paying eight, $9 a month or $14 a month for something. And we're not actually using it. So I keep a running spreadsheet where I track my monthly finances for my business. And when I do that, I have a whole column that is for my monthly or yearly subscriptions that are going out that I'm paying for. And every couple of months I kind of go through and I go, okay, are all of these things really necessary for my business? Because I try to keep my overhead costs for my business very low. And I'm like, do I really need to be paying for this program? Do I really need to be paying for this app? Is there another way I could do this that costs a lot less than what I am paying currently? And so that's a great way to kind of clean up some of the clutter. And you could be making a little extra money back because you could be saving on the cost that some of these programs and apps charge. The other thing is to look at what are the programs, the courses, the things you've signed up for that either, you know, is a one-time payment or your, you know, a monthly payment or subscription that your monthly subscription you're paying for that you're not actually utilizing. So for example, years and years and years ago, I signed up for Jasmine Star's Social Curator, where it was every month you get stock photos and content ideas, and it was a great subscription, and I really, really got a lot of value from it for the first probably six months or so, or maybe even a year. And then I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm not really using stock photos anymore, and the captions are too generic for me to actually be using. I'm not getting the value out of this that that I'm paying for at the moment for my business. It's a great subscription. It's just not for me. And so I think that I had stuck around and kept using it because I felt guilty unsubscribing because I love Jasmine Starr and I, I wanted to support her. But it was not serving my business and I could be making that money back each month. On the flip side, there were courses I had purchased that I had totally forgot that I'd purchased. I was like, oh yeah, I really wanted to, you know, finish that course or I really wanted to learn about X, Y, or Z. I purchased one you know, a while back about Pinterest and how to use Pinterest for your business. And I was like, why have I not gone through and finished that course? So just going through all of these things and saying, you know what, this program or this app or this subscription is no longer serving me, get rid of it. It's okay to get rid of it. And at some point in the future, if you're like, you know what, my business is running on autopilot, I'm ready to add in something new, and that something new is a course or a program or an app or a subscription that you've you know, recently decluttered from your business, add it back in. It's not going anywhere. All right, the other thing I want you to really look at are your social media accounts, because this is where a lot of the mental clutter in our business comes from is that when you hop on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Twitter or wherever you're spending your time, you're starting to scroll through other people's content that you follow. And it can lead you down rabbit holes and it can distract you or it can cause you to feel like that comparisonitis or that imposter syndrome. And so I want you to take a minute to go through your social media accounts and look at who are you following. A perfect example is the other day I got a message from somebody on Instagram and they were saying, hey, quick question. If I want someone or if someone follows me, a potential client follows me, should I follow them back? And my immediate answer was no. 
You don't have to follow them back because they're your client. You really, really don't. Because are they posting content that you need to see? Not really. And I know a lot of business owners that do this and allow a lot of photographers do this because they want to be able to see when someone tags them or they want to encourage people to tag them. But the thing is, you're then cluttering your your feed with people and content that doesn't serve you and your business. And so one of the accounts that I manage, her whole her whole feed has nothing to do with her business. It's all about her likes, her interests, her hobbies, the things that bring her joy. It has nothing to do with her audience, it has nothing to do with her direct business. Her feed is solely for her her personal enjoyment. And then she's posting content and she's engaging with audience on the her feed and her stories and her DMs. But when she logs into her actual feed that is other people's content, it's all stuff she actually wants to see and that makes her feel good. So go through, take some time to really look at who are you following and are they making you feel good when you log into your Instagram or your social media or are they making you feel bad? Are they someone you scroll right by because you're like, I don't really care or I don't know who those people are. And here's the thing. We all have someone, whether it's a friend, a family member, another, you know, someone in our industry that we follow and we feel guilty for unfollowing them. But if they're not bringing you joy, if it's really causing you to scroll through and feel like you are less than or like you start getting frustrated or you start comparing, it's okay to unfollow them. It's okay to hide their content so that you're not seeing it. There are ways that you can curate your feed and your content so that you don't have to be shown their content. And if it's someone who is in your industry or in your niche, you don't have to follow them. It's okay. You can support them in other ways without having to actually follow them. Your feed should be for you, not for the benefit of other people. So those are a couple of ways that I want you to start decluttering and thinking about how you can clear out things in your business so that you feel like you have a little more room to breathe, that you have a very clear focus on what you're actually doing in your business and what's working in your business, and you don't have all these other things in the way or distracting you. Again, I compared a lot to your home. I cannot get things done in my home office if it's a mess. And a lot of times, like that closet I talked about, one of the things that lives in that closet is all of our like gift wrapping stuff. So gift bags, tissue paper, cards, wrapping paper, all the things. And over the weekend, my girls had a birthday party to go to. And so we, I said, go grab some stuff to to put this gift in a gift bag and get tissue paper. Well, I walked in my office this morning and there was tissue paper and random gift bags all over the floor because they didn't clean it back up when they were done. And I was like, oh no, I, I can't have that like mess in my room or I won't be able to get things done. And the same thing happens in our brain when our businesses, when our things digitally or physically are a mess, our brain doesn't let us focus. And so getting the, all of that cleared out will really help you find focus in your business going forward into this next year. All right, friend, thank you so much for being here this week. I really appreciate you giving me a space to be vulnerable and open up and 
be real with you for a minute. This the beginning of this episode. I really did not intend to get emotional recording that, and I almost went back and re-recorded. I was like, nope, I'm going to leave that part in because that's real, and I want you to know that I'm being completely 100% real here on this show. I do thank you again for all your support, and I do ask that if you want to say thank you for everything I give here on this podcast, head over to Apple iTunes and leave a review for this podcast. It's the best way you can say thank you. I mean, I'll take DMs too if you want to send those. I always love hearing from you, but I absolutely would love for you to help me celebrate this 200-episode milestone by leaving a quick review over on Apple uh, Apple iTunes. All right, guys, thank you so much again, and I will see you back here next week, same time, same place.